Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. You are listening to the We Are West End podcast with me, Will Pugh, and my mate, James Jones. West Ham United drew one all with Aston Villa after beating AEK Larnaca convincingly in Cyprus last Thursday in the first leg of the Europa Conference League last 16, ahead of the return leg on Thursday night at London Stadium. Unbeated since last week's very grim podcast. James Jones has moved to pastures new in Bury St Edmunds. We've had Wi-Fi battles as we clambered to get on this podcast this morning but we're here now we're locked in Jonesy is on the ball Jonesy great to see you again mate Uh, obviously I want to hear about how the move has gone Uh, quickly though tell me how you feel it was a very very low podcast for you last week I could tell you were stressed boxes all over the place West Ham were absolutely rubbish fresh off the back of a 4-0 defeat away at Brighton. Have things looked up for you, both on and off the pitch, so to speak? Yeah, I feel a lot happier than I did this time last week, mate, if I'm honest. I feel... I feel Excellent. Um, you look it, mate, I'll be honest. Thank you, yeah. Yeah, it's been a stressful week, um, but I'm, I feel... I feel... markedly better. Brilliant. Um, how do you feel about the footy, briefly, before we go into it in a bit more hmm. detail? Um, well, I mean, I suppose there's no change there, to be honest, on the football front. Um, I didn't didn't watch the. I'm beating in two games. Yeah, I didn't watch the Larnaca game. And to be fair, uh, as I was moving on, uh, on on Thursday, I was getting goal updates, and I didn't. I completely forgot we were the early kickoff. Um, well, I texted goal you. updates while building a bed. <laughs> <laughs> I texted you and said. Um, obviously, because I was giving it to Mikel Antonio last week, I texted you and said, um, yeah, I'm still refusing. I'm never, ever singing the Antonio song ever again. That, that was my pledge after the Manchester United game away in the FA Cup. And uh, yeah, I text you saying, our oh, typical when Antonio scored his second to put West Ham 2-0 up in Cyprus. And uh yeah, you didn't even know that the game was going on at that uh, the particular time. Yeah, I was like, "What was happening?" And then I checked the score and realised that we were one nil up. And by the time I put my phone down and started rebuilding, started back on the bed, it was two nil. And I was like, "Oh, oh, we're two nil up. Happy days." Anyway, yeah. back on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll let you off, mate. I know you're a um, dedicated podcast co-host usually, but I think moving house is uh, um, is fair and reasonable excuse to forget that West Ham were playing away at Cyprus at quarter to six in the afternoon. Uh, how's the move gone, mate? How's it going? I see the blue light glasses have made the trip with you to Suffolk. Yep. Yeah. Blue light glasses uh, were, were, were packed and um, safely made the trip. Um, it's gone, it's yep. gone well, mate. Yes. Yeah, it's it's um, very stressful, particularly when you've got a three-year-old running about. I'm a very ex- excited three-year-old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it all went well. We're in. We're, we're pretty much unpacked. Um, give or take a few strag- stragglers that are still knocking about, mostly Lucy's stuff. To yeah. be fair. Right. Um, but yeah, we're pretty much we're pretty much there. Harrison's very happy with his bedroom, very happy with the garden. Yeah, uh, I'm still See getting the shed. used to. Yeah, the shed's in. 
Yeah, and I yeah. didn't have to build it this time. The the, the, the removal men said that they'll dismantle it at our, uh, the flat and then rebuild yeah. it in the garden. So they, they saved they mention, me a lot of hassle. Did they mention sort of how well or, or not that it was put up in the first place? No. Um, no but, that, I mean, they took it down fairly well. Which I, I didn't know whether that was a good or bad thing. To be mm, fair, that's the thing, isn't um, it? Yeah, they, I was just, like, they just pushed it. And it that seemed a little <laughs> too easy, to be fair. I was, I, in my head, I'm like, I hope they struggle. That means I did. Yeah, yeah, job. they'd be there for ages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then he, he had he had nightmares putting it up. Bless him. Mm. Like his mate was un- unloading the the lorry while he went in the garden with the with the shed and started building. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I was watching him. I was watching him through the, the for the kitchen window, going, "God, yeah, he's yeah, having yeah. a real hard time here." So now he knows how I felt. Yeah, yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's all, it's all, it's all good. No, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Well, I, um, yeah, I was obviously delighted to hear that it's all gone well, mate. Um, and yeah, to the the West Ham thing, it's a bit of a, I don't know, it's odd, isn't it? I don't know. I don't. I, I genuinely, mate. I, I, I want us to be a bit more comfortable in the Premier League so I can fully enjoy the Conference League run because that is still my priority. I've written the Premier League season off, right? We're not going to suddenly make a run for seventh let's get it straight are we we're definitely that's definitely not going to happen i sort of was hoping that the aston villa game would be a bit like when everton and not in the forest came to town in the last couple of months where the pressure was on moisey and then he delivered the team delivered for him on both occasions didn't they we beat everton 2-0 and got rid of frank lampard then we put no not in the forest to the sword um, beat them 4 0, obviously undone all the good goal difference gains the very next week against Brighton. But I, I was thinking, oh, yeah, Villa was Villa's going to be one of those games where it's going to be like a nice, we always beat Villa anyway, it's going to be a nice, comfortable 2 0 just to sort of take a bit of that pressure off. But especially the way some of the other results of the teams around us have gone the past few weeks, um, yeah, it's sort of it's squeaky bum time almost. So you can't really enjoy the conference league, which is all I want to do really, because, you know, I, I, I do get it. Cause all you hear from like outside non West Ham supporters is, Oh uh, yeah. You know, what a nightmare they're having in the premier league, blah, blah, blah. And which is fair. But I, I think a lot of West Ham fans are like me where they're just like, okay, well the premier league's done this year. I'd much, if we were like 12th, and then it's just like, yeah, all guns blazing at the Conference League. I think people could get behind it a bit. Do you know what I mean? But I think even for someone like me, whose sole focus is Conference League this year, because I think it should be as well, by the way, because we can qualify for the Europa League if we win it. There's mm-hmm. no reason why. I reckon if you put us up against any of those teams that are left in it, bar Lazio maybe, I think you should, you'd expect West Ham to come out on top. Uh, certainly over two legs against any team left in that competition. So I genuinely think just for the Europa League purposes alone, it should be our sole focus. But the Premier League situation is always going to, when it's if it's going to continue to be as bad as it is, going to sort of, uh, I don't know, hold back or restrict the amount of enjoyment that most West Ham fans can have in the Conference League, do you think? Yeah, I agree with you because... Although the focus is Conference League for for us, and obviously I'm, I'm the same as you. I want us to do. I want us to go and win that. And I feel like mm. you, you're quite right. Barring that, see, potentially Villarreal. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't beat, think about them. Yeah, you know, but if you look at the results in in that first leg, um, no one really smashed the, their opponents. It was all very. I think you know. I think it was, it was only a, another two nil, and the rest were one nils and one alls and nil nils and stuff. Yeah. So. Um, by no means are any teams sort of, you know, running away with it and look like favourites. I think the bookies have us down as favourites. So you, you're looking at that Conference League game, you know, we've got a huge chance here, especially if we win yeah. on Thursday night and then get a, a, another favourable draw in the quarters. Yeah. Um, but the flip side is, you know, the, there's a real possibility of relegation. Um, yeah. And I know yeah. we've been saying, I know we've been saying, you know, we won't go down, we won't go down, we won't go down. But the draw against Villa made me think, actually, do you know what? It is a real possibility because I saw nothing in that Villa game. And I know we'll get into it in a little bit more detail. But I saw nothing in that Villa game that, that suggested that the players are well up for that fight. Yeah. Um, or even David Moyes for that fact. It, it, I mean, it, it felt like, did they even realise that we're, we're in a relegation battle here? Yeah, of course, yeah. 
Well, mate, um, I, the so that's, is, that's the worry. I, that's the worry. I, I don't think I do. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think... I know we're 17th and level on points with the team in 18th and only two points off the bottom. But even I'm like, I don't know. I'm just not panicking. I, and maybe that's really naive and foolish. I think it was Matt Law in the Telegraph wrote a really good piece over the weekend, basically saying what you've just said, just yeah. going, does anyone at West Ham know that they're in a relegation battle because there doesn't seem anywhere near the requisite amount of urgency? Um but yes, I I don't know. Maybe I'm being overly relaxing. I think it. I reckon it's just because there seems to be so many other teams who are also pretty rubbish. But I just sort of feel as well. Yeah, Liverpool for crying out loud. I mean, what, yeah, I know. But I mean, Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool aren't exactly you know flying. That is obviously an excellent result, and I do get it. Um, I did think that that Villa game would be one of those whereby. You know, it's just one of them where we get the three points and it makes us like a bit more comfortable. Um, it is a little bit nerve wracking. I mean, we've got coming up after we've obviously got a weekend off in the Premier League. So that was Man City away. So that wouldn't have made any difference anyway. Then we've got Southampton at home, Newcastle at home, Fulham away, Arsenal at home, Bournemouth away. Um Liverpool at home, Palace away, Man United at home, Brentford away, Leeds at home, Leicester away. That's the rest of our season. And I mean, if we're on 24 points now, right? You need 14 points is basically the except. I think this year it will be less than that. But if you say you need 38 points um, to stay up this season, from where we are now, that's 14 points. What do you need out of that? That's four, four wins and two draws. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit tight, isn't it? It is a little bit tight. I, can't, I just can't see that enough of the other teams will get enough points. I just find it, I don't know, I just find it really baffling, mate. I just don't understand how after two amazing campaigns it can fall off a cliff so, so badly. Um, but, yeah, it is what it is, really, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. I just want to enjoy the Conference League. That's all I want. I just want a little run in the league so I can enjoy the Conference League so we can feel comfortable. But, you know, and that Southampton game's huge, isn't it? Beat Southampton mm. at home. Then Newcastle come to town, get a draw against him. Fulham are good. And then it's all on that Bournemouth. Ah, oh, just, yeah, I don't know, mate. Yeah, it's, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it, I think, is the fact of the matter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we... The comforting thing is that we have got one foot in the the quarterfinals of the Conference League, mm. um, so we can be relatively confident that that run's going to continue, uh, barring a complete collapse on Thursday. I mean, I can't can't imagine we go no. lose by more than two goals and, and get knocked out by Larnaca. Um So. Yeah, we I mean, won two 0 away in second gear, didn't we? So yeah, so you no, know, we should we should see see it off on Thursday, and you know, it's a back to back European quarterfinals at least. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a positive, obviously, and that run's going to continue. But yeah, I I can't I can't relax until we're mathematically safe from relegation. Yeah, which I don't think we're going to be until the last day of the season, which is a little bit worrying. But never mind, I've still got my uh, time off booked for Prague. So what a way to... That would be classic West Ham, wouldn't it? Win our first European trophy in 50-odd years or whatever um, and go down the same season. Uh, I couldn't think of a more West Ham way of doing it. Um, but listen, mate, we've got a, uh, a busy show. So we've got two games to look back on. We're going to do it a little bit differently uh, this week. Me and Jonesy are going to look back on the Aston Villa game in the next section. Uh, and then we've got an opposition view, uh, same as last week, Stell from the This Is Mapper uh, Cypriot football podcast. And we'll do sort of a look back at the Larnaca first leg as well as a look forward to Thursday night's return leg at London Stadium with him later in the show. So you hear the uh, Villa review from Jonesy and I next, uh, the uh, opposition view, and then some final thoughts from me and James. Don't forget you follow us on Twitter at we are underscore West Ham. I'm at William Pugh underscore James is at by James Jones. You can get us on Instagram at we are West Ham pod. Same on Facebook 
and go and search our YouTube channel. It's uh, We Are West Ham Podcast on YouTube. James is doing a sterling job over there. Subscribers growing slowly but surely. So if you haven't already, click on over there. And you can buy us a pint if you so wish at buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham to toast. Help Jonesy toast his new home if you so wish or just to help get us through the bleakness that is West Ham's Premier League campaign this season. Stay with us because review of that one all draw with Aston Villa at London Stadium on Sunday next. So, Jonesy, West Ham won, Aston Villa won, like we've said already, leaves us 17th in the league. It's not great. I mean, Villa have been playing okay at the moment. It was almost inevitable that Ollie Watkins scored the opening goal. Said Ben Rama obviously makes it one all. With the penalty on 26 minutes um, and then a fairly drab encounter played out after that. What do you, what were your sort of thoughts during and post game? Um, and how do you feel about it now? Well, I didn't manage to go, um, but I managed to watch it. Uh, I was just, once again just browsing online and sort of on the yeah. internet on my phone and suddenly it really yeah. just popped off my screen. I thought, oh, that oh, happens a lot that to you, did yeah, it? You were half lucky. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I was in I was in um limbo with no internet. So I was like, right. how do I do how do I do it? So um but yeah managed to managed to catch most of it anyway. Um yeah. and mad that isn't it uh, your internet didn't work and it still popped up on your screen. Yeah well I was just on me on me my, my trusted 5G connection. Yeah, um, and, it, and it, it it happened to just appear on my screen on my phone. Yeah, so weird. It's funny because that never happens to me. No, yeah, it's, it's yeah. mad. But yeah, I was. I thought the second half was far better than the first. Um, we got back into it through um, a very soft penalty. My mm. eyes very very lucky that wasn't overturned. I think, but the their goal still frustrates me. Tilo Kera just no effort whatsoever to try and block the cross. Right, um, and like, and it, it wasn't that wasn't the first time throughout the entire game. Marino, while he was on the pitch, just was getting so much of the ball and getting put so many balls into the box, and just no effort from Kerr to really try and block block the service into Wally Watkins. Um, but then we fortunately got back into it. What ten minutes later, and then yeah, it just felt like. After that second half, we had a lot of the ball, but didn't we really do much with it? And it just felt mm. like we weren't we weren't trying to win the game. If you know what I mean, that's what it yeah. felt like. It felt like this is like what I said in the intro, and it, it, it felt like we didn't realise that no, no, we need to win this game, boys. Like we're, we're in the relegation. This is here. important, yeah, and yeah. it's really important. Villa are safe; they're on the beach. Like they, I'm pretty sure the way they were playing as well, they couldn't care less either. And it was like we've got an opportunity here. Yeah. Um, and just just silly, yeah. Villain players are just like, We've earned our money this season, lads. Like, Emery's come in, and we've done all right. I, d- I know what you mean. I mean, first of all, the with the penalty, I think I don't know about soft, I think he just sort of he gives the referee a decision to make one of those. I think if it was West Ham p- player doing the same thing, you'd probably go, What are you doing? Like, why are you all over the back of him? Like, don't do mm. that, you clown. Uh, so yeah, a little bit of fortune, but it wasn't like completely soft and absolutely nothing. What a pen by Ben Rama, by the way! Like genuinely, one yeah. of the greatest pens I've ever seen. Yeah, um, Thilo Kera, I yeah, it, it, I just don't think he's. I, he's just not. Again, I don't want to say this about too many players. You put it this way: it, it's not obvious he used to play for Paris Saint Germain, is it? Um, yeah it really really isn't and he gets in a Germany team and obviously the Germany team's not very good at the moment so that perhaps explains that one Um, but yeah it's just that yeah he's really a lot of West Ham fans just aren't having him are they Kara and yeah he's just I don't know I don't really know there seems to be a lot of that people just rolling their eyes at him the first two or three performances show promise right at the beginning of the season but more um, on the ball. Okay. Think... Yeah, I just yeah, more on the ball. Positioning wise, I think he's been found out very quickly as just not being that good. Um, I, I do yeah. genuinely believe he's he's better as a probably better as a centre back than a full back. 
Um, but even then, I'd, there's three better centre backs at the club. Um, yeah. There was four before Dawson left. So yeah, yeah, quite like. Uh, one positive about David Moyes since he came back is that he's really got it wrong in the transfer market and that's probably one where you go probably a a wrong signing to have made in hindsight despite the promise at the beginning of his his West Ham career so it it baffles me that he's he's still getting in the team over over Soufal I think Soufal won't even on the bench at the weekend so maybe he's taken a knock I don't know but um, I'd even put Ben Johnson in there over him you know I just yeah. I don't, I don't, I no longer trust him. I see him on a team sheet, and I'm like, right, okay, well, that's the problem. There's, there's a weakness that we can, that, that other teams can exploit. Um, and yeah. Villa were exploiting it at the weekend. We yeah. were lucky they only scored one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't have a heap of chances today. They did have a couple. Ariola made a couple of sort of good but routine saves, particularly the one from Watkins. It was a nice little move from Villa, close-range finish that Ariola smothered, uh, one that was straight at him in the second half, I think. Um, and and I sort of agree, and and I think that's that's what the, the sense seemed to be afterwards, wasn't it? It's that it was like, Villa weren't particularly good. Like they, weren't, they weren't poor, but they weren't great. Uh, they weren't exactly like tripping over themselves, busting a gut to win the game either. And it was the sense seemed to be if if one team should have been, it was the home team who are in a relegation battle, rather than the away team who are well safe. Um, so yeah, I don't, honestly, I it just feels odd, but and I think it maybe it's silly and it will come back to bite me, but I just I don't know, I'm not sure why I'm not panicked. Do you know what I mean? I don't know why, and maybe that's really silly, because it, it just. But I think even for the last, the all of the poor results that have come over the last few weeks, they haven't super bothered me because I don't know. Maybe I'm just I'm looking at some of the the passages of play we've had, and like prior to the the walloping at Brighton, it's just. I don't know, some of the f- performances I thought were good. Like, let's say Newcastle and Chelsea. It was only, we played really well in those games. We just didn't get wins, which is what's making the table look a bit worse. And I, I honestly still feel that our position in the table isn't an accurate reflection of how we've performed all season. I'm not saying we've been good or that we've been as good as we have the last couple of years. But I just feel that, whereas last year, perhaps we were getting a few results that, were probably, you know, we perhaps didn't always deserve. A lot of the time we did, but we were perhaps nicking a few results where we played just as well as the other team, but we managed to get the result over the line and get the win. I feel like this season, I don't think we've played as badly as a team who are 17th in the league. I feel we've been a bit unlucky with injuries. So I think because of that, even all these bad results and as close as it's actually getting to the end of the season now, I just never, it's just, ah, oh, well, all right. Oh, that's annoying. Like, not beating Villa, that's annoying. But I just, it's just like, oh, we'll be all right. And because of some of the performances I've seen, and I, and I, and I don't know, I, now I'm just worried that that sort of fairly relaxed attitude is going to make me look a bit of a wally when we get relegated in last place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying, but like, we've only been walloped once. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's the it's it's what happened Sunday. It's just the lack of urgency. Yeah, the lack of but if also it... the decision making from Moyes. And and the thing that really really annoyed me the most was we need to win this football match. And you've got a striker on the bench that you spent thirty odd million quid on in the summer. Yeah, which now fit again after spending a couple of months on the sidelines, and yeah. instead. You take your striker off and replace him with the winger that's been out since the big, beginning of October, mm. and leave the thirty million pound striker number at least starting number nine on the bench. Yeah, but I think there is and, still a fitness and, issue. Then you, a fitness then, issue there, isn't you, there? Yeah, but I mean, how is he going to get fit again if he's not been put on the pitch for the last ten minutes? Like, like how is he going to get match fit if he's not been given the minutes? Like, he's not mm. playing for the, the, the development squad, so he's not getting minutes there. Like, I mean, how long are we going to wait before our, our superstar striker that we signed for big, big money in the summer is going to start playing some football? 
Like, yeah, but Danny Ings is also a Danny Ings is also a like a, a new signing as well. We were yeah. you particularly and me were clamouring for him to start. No, and game. and I think it's right that he starts. I think it's right that he mm. starts. Um, but then when you decide that okay, it's not really working. We've got fifteen minutes to go or ten minutes to go, whatever it was. It's one or home to Aston Villa. We've got to win this game to sort of you know, put a little bit of distance between, between us and the bottom three. Results have gone mm. against us this weekend. We need to we need to get a go here. I know. Let's put the winger on that's not played for four months and stick him up front and hope that he makes the right runs in behind. He was making the runs in behind, bless him, but his, his timing was well off. And that he got caught offside about ten times in the last ten minutes. Whereas you leave the thirty million pound strike on a bench, and I mean I don't know what Skamaka must be thinking, but. There's got to be an issue there, mate. There's got to be an yeah. issue there. Of like his, a, agent, a fit, his agent sacked yeah. him. It's... A fitness issue or a something. Well, maybe it's, I mean, it could be to do with that. I don't actually know. Um, and ask some questions or whatever. But I, I don't know, fitness-wise, I just feel there's something there with that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel there's a little niggle. He's just not quite right. Um I don't, I don't know. know I think I think I there's know. more to that. The fact that he was he had his kit off ready to get on, and then suddenly yeah. Cornet's on instead of him, and it's like, yeah. what what on earth's gone on there? Something's <laughs> happened. I think. That, I mean, I don't really want to make too many assumptions, but I don't think it's it feels it's, like you're going to. I I just can't imagine it's just because he's still got a bit of a niggle. Um, no, maybe maybe, and we don't really know the full SP with the agent issue, do we? You no. know, he, he might have sacked him because he's like. You told me West Ham was going to be a good move for me. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of rubbish. PSG for crying out loud. He must be sitting yeah. there. And what have I done? But yeah, 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 I yeah. Don't know. I don't know. No, it's a it's, peculiar um, situation. Just wanted to worrying. mention, mate. Yeah, we always obviously um, tell people to get in touch with us, whether it's on Instagram, we are West Ham Pod, uh, or on Twitter, we are underscore West Ham. A few people get in touch. Brad Stevens, I had a message from um, Brad Down Under. Uh, he he got in touch um, after the Larnaca game and said, you've done it again, Will. Called out Antonio and he's performed just like you did um, with Ben Rama a little while back. Maybe just give the whole team a revving and we might be okay for the rest of the season. Totally agree with what you said about Antonio in the last pod and clearly he listens and tried to prove you wrong. Well, we obviously know several members of the first team squad do listen uh, and Moisey. Um I think maybe that's the problem, Jones, because we know that's the case and because we've been, or me in particular, have been fairly casual and calm about the plight that West Ham find ourselves in. Perhaps the lack of urgency on my part is also rubbing off uh, on the team as well because, as I say, I gave Mikhail Antonio both barrels on last week's podcast. He scores two in the very next game. Uh, perhaps Brad's right, and if I just give it to the whole team and tell the whole team that they're not good enough, um, perhaps they'll turn it on in the next game. But I genuinely don't believe that. That's the problem. That is the real problem, I think, is that I just don't believe that. But you're, you, you are right. You want some urgency at the end of that game. And I, I just feel like maybe the whole team are just kind of bobbing along thinking we're too good to go down here, which isn't a great place to be, is it? I, I, I wrote in our weekly column for BBC Sport yeah. that this team, given the lack of urgency at the end of that game, this team is, is it has the potential to to beat the 2003 too-good-to-go-down team mm. um, as the greatest set of footballers to have ever been relegated from a top flight anywhere in the world. <laughs> um, because we spent £170 million in the summer. That yeah. team is worth a lot of money and they're going down. Mm. At the moment, they're going down. Well, they're not at the moment, are they? They're not, that is that is the main the main thing is they're not going down. Like at, as it stands, they're seventeenth in the league, and albeit only on goal difference. But I just I just can't see. I, and I'll be honest, Josie, I will be quitting this podcast at the end of the season if we do go down. Such will be the embarrassment from my perspective. But look, it is what it is. One all draw against Aston Villa. At least we didn't lose it, I guess. We also beat Larnaca to get put us in a good position ahead of Thursday's Europa Conference League last 16 second leg. And it will be cool. Sort of one foot in the last eight already, which is a great achievement. And to qualify for the Europa League next year would be hilarious. I don't know 
if a second flight or a second tier team has ever played in the Europa League before, but for West Ham to be the first would be equal parts hilarious and tragic. But it is what it is. Um, I think the, the Aston Villa game, a forgettable one for sure, but still another point. Uh, on in the bag, I suppose you can tell I'm trying to find some positivity in among all the bleakness as I've been doing for the past few weeks. I still think will be okay. But listen, Jonesy, I think we've uh, we've had enough of that Aston Villa game. Stay with us because next up we'll have a, a duel. Look back and look ahead. Uh, so we'll have a look back to that Larnaca first leg with Stell from This Is Mappa, a Cypriot football podcast. We had him on last week to talk about that Larnaca away leg. West Ham winning 2-0, two goals from Mikhail Antonio. Return leg Thursday night at London Stadium. We won it at Akanta. I'm not particularly nervous about progressing to the next stage after what we saw in Cyprus last week. So we'll speak to Stell next to so stay with us for that. And then you'll have some final thoughts from me and Jonesy, as always. So I'm delighted to say, as promised, joining us once again on the We Are West Ham podcast is Stell from This Is Mappa, a Cypriot football podcast, to look back and ahead to the Europa Conference League games with AEK Larnica. Mikel Antonio scored two as West Ham won 2-0 in Cyprus last Thursday. A fairly routine win, I would argue, putting the Hammers in a very good position ahead of Thursday night's return leg at London Stadium. Still, great to have you back on the podcast with us. Thanks very much for your time. I understand you're a very, very busy man indeed this afternoon. But do uh, let us know, first of all, what you thought of the game last week. Well, thanks for having me on again. Really appreciate it. Um, As for last week's game, it kind of went the way that I expected it to go, in all fairness. I I did say I, I thought it was going to be a one-all draw, but that was my heart talking more than anything. To be honest, I, as I said on the pod, West Ham are levels ahead in terms of ability, fitness, stamina. And uh, let's get it right. Ayek put in a, a very, very good effort. It was a valiant effort, especially second half. But effectively, the game was over when uh, mm-hmm. Antonio scored the, the second goal, which was a peach of a goal. And they kind of played the way they expected them to do, trying to get balls in the box, um, overload the box, put crosses from wide areas. But look, the, the golfing class was there to, to be seen, mate. Honestly, it was, it was blatantly obvious. And I fear for them second leg, especially what's been happening the past couple of days with, with that club. Yeah. Well, I mean, what for, for those listeners of ours who don't know, what, what's sort of been going on? What's been going down? Well, they played yesterday against Abolon. Abolon, the club that won the title last season. And they've had a very, very odd season. They're into their fourth head coach, and um, they've had issues on and off the field, be it fans setting fire to the stadium, be it I mean. a whole load of drama. Um, they, they want the board to resign. The board have basically said they're going to resign at the end of the season, although the president is still umming and ahhing about it. But anyway, that's that's another club. But Ike played them last night, and Ike needed to win to, to go top or at least stay in contention of winning the title because they've dropped off since drawing West Ham, believe it or not. Mm. Um and they lost 1-0, but they were down to 10 men after eight minutes. They had the player, Gus Ledes, sent off um, for a really reckless challenge. Um, and I put that down to fatigue more than anything. And in the 92nd minute, they had another player sent off for basically grabbing another player by the throat. And it's like they're, they're losing the plot. You can tell that the energy levels aren't what they were at the beginning of the season. You can tell the players are getting frustrated and to... To compound their misery, their technical director, Javi Rocca, was accused by the fourth official of uh, assaulting him. Now, cool. prior, to, yeah, prior to me jumping on this, this particular pod, I was actually watching a, a statement given by Javi Rocca at the airport before Larnica left to, mm. to come to London. And he basically said, look, this fourth official is lying. He basically put his hands on me and I pushed mm. them away. And he's in his referees report, he, he made three accusations which aren't true. So... This is gonna this is gonna rumble on for a long time. And look, I support a club in Cyprus called Omonia, and our rivals are Abuel. And there's this notion by many many clubs in Cyprus that Abuel have got the Cypriot FA in their back pocket, and because mm. they're neck and neck with Ayek, okay, they're they're ahead of him, ahead of them by a couple of points. But other clubs are getting strange decisions go against them lately. And I'm not going to go into it because people are going to say, "Oh, you're not being imp- you're not being impartial," but. 
you're getting a lot of people questioning what's happening in Cyprus now. Um, and I'm pretty sure that Ike will be releasing a few statements in the coming days, especially after the West Ham game. So there's a lot of drama in Cyprus, mate. There's a lot of drama. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, to be honest, obviously, aside from all that, and you gave us a taste of it last week when you were on, that the, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's, it's, it's quite eventful, should we say, Cypriot football. Uh, week in, week out, lots of stuff going on, on and off the pitch. I'll be honest, though, I thought, you've mentioned the golfing class. Look, it's, it's good of you, refreshing to call it as it is. It's, there's no sort of, um, I don't think anyone was being too condescending from the West Ham side. I think you, it was clear West Ham, I would argue, won that game probably in, in third gear or whatever. But overall, I thought sort of atmosphere, occasion, stadium, like the the football and all that. I put up a, a pretty good like, advert for Cypriot football. Yeah, up until the goal, I think they played very well, in all fairness. But they're, they're a naive team still. And that's because of the way that they played. Um, they were caught in the counter-attack on numerous occasions. And if it weren't for the, the final ball not being good enough from West Ham's perspective or the finishing not being good enough, it, it would have been 4 or 5 nil by, by half-time. And, and it could have been more. And I know Antonio hit the post in the, at the beginning of the second half. That would have wrapped up the tie. You know, I mean, I still think it's done anyway, but that would have yeah. completely put the put the nail in the coffin. But again, I think they, they conducted themselves well. But at the same time, I think West Ham played in second gear for most of that game. And there yeah. were occasions in the second half where you could see gaps in between West Ham's midfield and, and the defenders. And I'm thinking, you guys need to exploit it. But they just weren't doing it. And it was the same predictable system that I could have been playing all season, get the ball out wide and try to try to hit them. But look, there are some players that I believe can hold their head up high. Um, I think Rosales, who played right wing, he's actually a right back and he mm. played right wing to to prevent the, the crosses coming in from the left-hand side. And ironically, it was his slip that let the cross come in the box, which Antonio finished. So I think they did well in all fairness. But again, as I mentioned, the, the golfing class is too much, man. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand that, mate. And I, I sort of inclined to agree with you there. there. Was there a guy called Farage or that you yeah, mentioned? Farage, I remember you mentioned yeah. him on the podcast last week and I thought he conducted himself pretty well, looked like a tidy technical player. Yeah, to be honest, I was surprised that he was on the bench. But then again, he's played the majority of the, the, majority of the games this season and he's been running on fumes for the past couple of weeks. And from a tactical perspective, it did make sense to play uh, Rosales on uh, on the right. But when Farage came on, he you could tell he, he's got something about him. And I'm not saying he's Premier League quality, but I think he could do well at, say, a, a top-tier championship club and mm -hmm. maybe uh, improve in that respect. But, yeah, he's got plenty in the tank. But there's still a few players at that club that can do it in, in other leagues, lesser leagues, shall I say. As I said, maybe the championship, mid-table championship. But, yeah, it's, it's a great adventure for the club and it's a historical game for them. So, yeah. in all fairness, when a separate team comes up against a big club, Majority of the time they think, well, we're not going to get anything out of it, but it's the experience. You know, I know yeah, West Ham have got a link with Baralimni as well, which is another club in Cyprus. So for them to have an English club, a Premier League club coming to Cyprus, it, it's massive for them. And obviously there's money coming in from TV revenue and gate receipts, etc., etc. So and look, there was no trouble, which is great. No, quite um, no. Which which is fantastic. Yeah, overall, mate, sort of pretty. Uh, good advert. So you've mentioned already, Stel, and I mean, I am of the same opinion that oh, I don't feel particularly, you know, that there's any chance of West Ham not progressing through to the next round. But how do you, you sort of, you know, what, what do you make of that game Thursday then, this return leg? How, how do you think Larnaca will approach that? Is it, you mentioned the stuff that's going on in the league and they're, they're hunting a domestic title, their first one for quite a long time. Um do you after the first leg do they sort of go or okay kind of out of this and do they prioritize the league again or how do you think they're going to approach it well i think it's going to be much of the same as the first leg in all fairness i can't see them you know going firing on all cylinders and just going for the throat straight away because it will be foolish for them to do so they'll, they'll get caught in the carrot attack they'll get ripped to shreds and it could be a cricket score by half time yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't think they're going to play this defensive style of, of football. It's going to be similar to what they did in the first leg. Um, but at the same time, you, you never know. In the last 20 minutes or maybe in the last half an hour, if there is, if it's still nil-nil and two-nil in aggregate, will they go full pelt? I, I really don't know. But look, it's it's, an, it's a special occasion for them. London Stadium, no Cypriot club has ever been there. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure for, there's loads of you know, Cypriots in, in London anyway. So I'm guessing... 
there's going to be a, a high allocation of away fans. And from what I've heard, there's still tickets available general sale for the, in the in the West Ham end, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, definitely, home, mate. Home so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of locals going there just for the just for the opportunity to see a separate team. They might not even be football, might even be casual fans. They might even not like football, but the fact that yeah. it's a separate team coming to to London. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a yeah, just some kind of it'll be like a I don't know testimonial. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the that, that's the thing. I think there was a, a sort of an, a bit of an unknown really before before that first leg. What do you what do you expect? Sort of, I, I don't know what the Cypriot population in in London is. You'll obviously probably be a bit more aware of that, or or in the UK or whatever. Fast, mate. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Cyprus has only got a million people yeah. as an island, but yeah. I'm guessing there's more Cypriots because we got people in Australia, the UK, America, yeah. various parts of Europe as well. So I think there's more Cypress outside of Cyprus. Yeah, a few hundred thousand in the UK, I'm guessing, anyway. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Well, yeah, it's, it's an intriguing one, isn't it? Because it's obviously great from a West Ham point of view. Um, struggles in the league as well. You'd think, from what I saw, like it, it seemed like Larnaca were just putting a lot of effort in just to sort of stay yeah. in and around the game. And and you sort of expect the same on Thursday. I expect David Moyes will, will rest a few players, but you'd, even if, you know, even if the game just peters out into a nothingness, obviously we've sort of already done enough in the away leg that even yeah. if it was a draw, a nil-nil draw or whatever, um, uh, that, you know, we've, we've progressed through. So I think that sort of the unanimous feeling that, that that's going to be the case. Are you going to the game Thursday? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I wanted to go, but work commitments and, and, and family commitments as well makes it yeah, difficult. Yeah. But yeah, no, to be honest, I don't want to go there and watch a, watch a hammering, you know. I don't want to watch a mauling. I'd rather stay on and watch it on television. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you, mate. I feel you. Look, well, I mean, yeah, I, I've sort of... What's, yeah, before we let you go, obviously, what, give us a score prediction then for Thursday. Uh, um, I'm, I'm going to go 3-0 West Ham. I'm going to go 3-0 yeah. West Ham. Yeah, 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 fair enough. No, I, I've got a feeling. I, I, I can't see it being much more of a high end, like much of a high energy game, similar to, to last week. I think West Ham sort of don't really need to get out in that second or third gear. Might be that David Moyes gives a few of the fringe players a chance, and they want to prove themselves a little bit. But um, it's an odd stage of the season now. Anyway, I, I can't see it being much of a spectacle. Time didn't he? In the, or in the second half, he made quite a few changes, and you know, I think Shkamaka came on. Didn't he come mm. on? Yeah, half. Antonio got a little injury, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So yeah I, I think do, the players are coming in. They, it won't be a problem for West Ham, honestly. It, it nah. won't be. I can't see it. No, nah, I, I quite agree, mate. I quite agree. I, I fancy. A, I don't know. Maybe a one nil. Um, just but You're I just don't. Being nice. You're just being nice. No, no. I, I genuinely, <laughs> but I, I think it's because it's one of them where it'll be like we've already got the job done. And it would just be more of a, right, it's a game we have to play. I hope, you know, I, I don't want it to come across as patronising, but I just think that after what we saw in the first leg, I think the the golf is so clear. It's certainly not. We're saying aren't going to be worried about Larnaca peppering our goal with shots, put it that way. So, um, no, but I don't think, I, yeah, I don't think West Ham will be wanting to go gung-ho. I think it will just be a, a fairly routine uh, outing, maybe a 1-0 win. Yeah, I mean, the only, the only thing I will say, and I think it's a slim chance of it happening, maybe West Ham being complacent, but I can't see that happening. I don't think David Moyes will allow that to happen. No, I don't think the quite. players are, are unprofessional in that in that respect, that they'll take their foot off the gas. And, you know, they'll probably mm. let Ayak play a little bit just to, you know, soak up a bit of pressure. If they, But mm. listen, I, I, I knew from, from the moment Antonio scored the first goal, yeah. I knew that West Ham had the handbrake up for the majority of the game. I know that I knew it was going to be like that. And they would have to turn it turn up a gear if they needed to, but they didn't really have to, which is a shame. No. But as I said, second half, at least I gave it a go. And again, yeah. I don't want to be patronizing towards them. No. But look, at 2 0 down, they, they gave it their best, but clearly, even crossing in the box, it was being dealt with. Ariola hardly had anything to do. I know I think they had more corners than West Ham. I think they have like yeah. 14 or something like that. But yeah. if you don't have any clear-cut opportunities from set pieces, you, you don't deserve anything. But look, West Ham will go through and you know, Ayak, if they can prevent getting hammer, hammered, pardon the pun, they'll, they'll be happy. They'll be happy. Yeah, exactly, mate. Well, look, Stel, it's, uh, as I mentioned to you last time, one of my favourite things about doing this podcast and the European run over the last, uh, certainly last season was was chatting to, you know, new fans who 
who I might normally chat, well, I wouldn't normally chat to or come across. So it's been brilliant having you on uh, to chat about these two games. We really do appreciate your time. Oh, um, you, yeah, good luck with the uh, with the podcast and all that. Just um, let us know. It's, this is Mapper Cypriot Football Podcast. Let everyone know where they can find your stuff if they uh, want to go and check it out. Yeah, just go on YouTube and type in This Is Mapper. It's on the uh, the No Chofters Network, which is another podcast I do, which is for the club I support in Cyprus. Um, we've had quite a few big names on over the past few years on the pod. We had Zelias that won the um, won the Euro, uh, UEFA Cup with Inter Milan. He used to play for Omonia, which is my club. Matt Derbyshire, Jordi Gomez, all former Omonia players. And on this current pod that we're doing now, we've got a, a former... Uh, Crystal Palace and uh, an off-the-sea midfielder coming on hopefully soon. I can't say his name just yet, but I guess just Googling him, you'll, you'll find out who he is. But for yeah. various reasons, I can't say his name just yet because it's not confirmed. But yeah, there you go. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, that's Stel from This Is Mepa, a Cypriot football podcast. Really appreciate you giving us your time, mate. And stay with us because we will have, or you will have, some final thoughts from me and Jonesy next. <laughs> So there we have it, Jonesy. Um, another end of the podcast where I don't know. I just I'm just waiting for it all to click into place. I know it's just an odd. This is a weird season. I didn't think I could f- experience any other weird feelings with West Ham or unique sense of what I feel about the club. And obviously that sort of tongue-in-cheek joke I made at the end of um, the Villa preview, se- the Villa review section. Sorry about how ironic it may be if West Ham win the Conference League this year, go down and qualify for the Europa League and become the first second-tier team ever to compete in the Europa League next season. Uh, Yeah, it's just odd. I don't know. A a win would have been nice because I almost... I just want to get to the stage now where... And it was a bit like that for me last season, right? Where the Premier League was just the secondary competition. I didn't... I wasn't didn't look forward to the Premier League games half as much as I did all the European games we had. And I sort of want to get back into that boat this season, really. But while we're so bad in the Prem, you can't really do that, can you? No, no, we can't. Um, it has been a strange season. Um, no one saw this coming, did they? Um, even before Christmas, we were like, oh, yeah, we'll get out of it, won't we? Um, yeah, I'm but, still like it now, mate. <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah. So, but now it's getting a little bit dodgy. We do have the conference league to look forward to. Um, I'm pretty sure, though, didn't say it at the end of the Villa review, but I'm pretty sure Wigan and Birmingham have also played in the Europa League despite being second tier teams. So we could just join those two as second tier Europa League yeah. sides. Was it, Euro- um, was it Europa? Like, not the, comp- the qualifiers or anything? Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure because Wigan went down after winning the FA Cup. Yeah, uh, and yeah Birmingham true. went down after after winning the League Cup. After they knocked us out, didn't they? They knocked us out in the semis and then beat Arsenal mm. in the in the final. I don't know whether that, I think Birmingham got to the group stages, but Wigan didn't. Um, but mm. but yes, yeah, so we won't be the first, but we'll, we'll join an esteemed group of very average second tier sides. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, like. I mean, personally, I don't think it will come to that. I know I said that, you know, this team is a very, very expensive side with a lot of world-class players that are very close to becoming the greatest team to have ever been relegated anywhere. But I still don't think we will. In any sport. The, in any sport, yeah. But yeah. I, I just don't I don't think it's going to come to that. Um, but it's getting a little bit squeaky bum time, isn't it? It certainly is, mate. It certainly is. And I don't want it to be like that, really. Uh, that's what I wanted to win at Villa, just so... You could go, oh, we'll be all right in the Prem. But it's like if we were 15, it'd be all right. And you could just look forward to the European games. But it's not the case. And that's annoying me a little bit. And I just don't want that. I just want to enjoy European football. I just want us to be a European Cup team. That's all I want. <laughs> that's really all I want for West Ham. But yeah, an odd situation, mate. Josie, before we let you go, um, spoke to Stel from This Is Mapper. What do you think the score, what's your score prediction? How do you think it's going to play out on Thursday night? I think it'd probably be another relatively comfortable 2 0 win. Um, I think I, I, I get the feeling he'll probably rest some players mm. because we won comfortably in the first leg. You would have seen sort of how comfortable it was and gone, right, okay, we'll rest a few first team players, even though we are going into an international break. It's no point 
risking them. Um, and we'll win comfortably 2-0, maybe 3-0, and uh, we'll be in another court, European court final. Um, I, I, I don't see it being that taxing on, on the players, to be fair. I think it should be pretty straightforward, I hope, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, quite, mate. I sort of, I'm inclined to agree. I just think, uh, I reckon he'll play a semi-strong team, couple of like first teamers in there, and then get, try and get a goal early, put the tie to bed within 20 minutes, and then yeah, just cruise out the rest of it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I reckon we'll win two-one. I reckon they'll sneak one out of somewhere. I don't know how because they didn't look like scoring. If we play for six more weeks on Thursday, but um, yeah, I'm going to go two-one win to West Ham, four-one on aggregate, then through to the last eight, which is a huge positive. You know, it's just a shame it's sort of being overshadowed a bit by our NAF Premier League form. But listen, um, thanks to Stel for this is Mapper. Thanks to Jonesy as always uh, for joining me on the podcast. Glad the move's gone well, mate. West Ham United. One all against Aston Villa, 17th in the Premier League. A weird split among fans at the moment. People like me just somehow, based on almost zero evidence, think we'll be okay and are still sort of excited or trying their best to be excited about the Conference League. Others just don't know what direction the club's going in, want Moyes out and think it's a total disaster. Such is the fun of supporting West Ham United this season and the past few seasons, and in fact, for most of our lives. I've been telling you at the end of every podcast that it'll be okay. Whether or not I believe it or not is a different question, but I'm going to tell you again this week. We're going to be okay. We're going to stay up. We're going to win the Europa Conference League qualify for the Europa League and push on onwards and upwards again next season. I don't know if you believe me. I don't know if I believe me, but West Ham are still massive. Thanks for listening, everyone. Up the hammers and we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Tony Cotty and you're listening to the We Are West Ham podcast. Podcast Network.